0: Tanya for the 28th of Tevez, of uh, 28th of Adoration. The first, well, the first story. The, the previous Rebbe Chabad once accompanied his father to Vienna. There were medical doctors that the Rebbe Shab, the fifth Rebbe Chabad, wanted to see. And so his son accompanied him from the ride. They went to a hotel. And when the Rebbe Shab was ready to rest, the Rebbe Shab sat on his couch. And when the previous Rebbe came to um, check on him, the Rebbe Rashab was sitting on the couch with his eyes wide open, but not present at all. And the previous Rebbe was very alarmed, and he came back an hour later, and the Rebbe Rashab was still in exactly the same position. His, wide, his eyes fully open, but entirely not aware of his surroundings, just sitting sitting in, in, on the couch. And the previous Rebbe started moving things around in the room to get the Rebbe Rashab. N- nothing was happening. And many hours later, the Rebbe Rashab finally woke, like woke, and he asked the, Reb- the previous Reb- what day it was and a whole bunch of other questions. And then the Rebbe Shab and the Rebbe Shab in the hotel it seems like, um, to the tune of Rosh Hashanah, in a lot of joy. And they went to the city of Preshburg. And when they were there, the Rebbe Shab asked his son if he has any money. The previous didn't have any money on him at the time, but he understood that he needs to make money happen. He had a present, he had a gift from his father of a walking stick with a silver a silver um, handle that was very, it was very expensive. And he went and he pawned it for a lot of money and brought it to the Rebbe Shabbos I have money. And so Rebbe took the money and he went. And the previous server wasn't invited so he didn't he realize that he was supposed to stay behind. And a while later, packages started coming to the hotel and for their room. And the packages were all clothing. And the, the previous server was very um, confused or interested, and a while later, the Rebbe Shab tells him to come, and they walk, and they meet a young boy on the way, and they talk with him, and they they go to the shiva. It's a long, involved story. It's, it's really interesting. and It shows the power of Avi and they 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 come to the shiva, and the previous the Rebbe Shab talks to the shiva students, but spends a, spends a long time talking to one particular student, and then they find a, a hotel in in Presby- in Pressburg, and they the Owner of the hotel was a Jewish man who had just passed away, and the widow and three girls who were orphans. The Rebbe Shabb to them, and their mother was saying that she's she's very worried about how they're gonna um, how they're gonna pay for the how they're gonna get these women these girls now that their father passed away. How they're gonna find um, marriages for the for these girls? And the Rebbe Shabb told told them, "I met two boys, and these two boys are a perfect match for your daughters." And, the Rebbe Shab, and then so she said, well, how are we going to afford it? Now that her husband had passed away, how she's going to possibly afford it? And the Rebbe said, the Rebbe Shabb told her, um, I have a package. And he brought all those packages of the packages he bought. He brought all those packages out and he gave it to the to the mother. And a while, five years or so later, Frida Kerber came back to that city to find out about like what had happened, what was the end of the story. And those two um, those two girls had gotten married to those people that the, the Rebbe Shabb had, had set up. And they, one of them was a a rob in a particular city, and another one was Rosh Shivan in a maybe that same city or a different city. But the point was, it was a very successful story, all from the Rabbi Shav's, um its understanding of the Avos Shal of that moment. It's a beautiful story. That we'll today Tanya, we're finishing off chapter thirty-two, and chapter thirty-two is the chapter of Avos Shal of the Tanya. People call it the heart of the Tanya because it deals with practical: how can you love another Jew based on not just the information we already have in Tahrir, based on the, the the tower, the palace, the altar the is creating inside the Tanya, leveraging everything we've learned until now, the altar is now making it a practical application, how can you implement everything we've learned so far, and the altar gives an example, says, look, look, chapter 32 talks about, obviously, so this is how you could take and leverage this that we've talked about until now into practical love of a fellow Jew we said that loving every Jew is very easy why because if you make your body the main thing and the soul, you make the soul the main thing and the body the the secondary thing and you realize that all the souls are brothers to each other it's very easy to love someone else because your main focus is the soul but we said and what about the question that says why you need to hate someone that sends you say no that's only in a very specific case one percent of one percent of the cases where the person's a great Torah scholar and he's been warned, and he's in the same level as you, etc. In that really, really rare situation, almost never, basically, in that case, you need to hate him. But the says, even then, even in that incredibly rare scenario where you do have a Mitzvah to hate the person, because in that really, really unique scenario, that's actually the, the call of the hour, to hate them. That's what the Gemara wants you to do. Doesn't mean you don't have to love them too. You have to hate them, sure. But you need to love them. But of course, the question is wait a second, you can't love chocolate cake and also hate chocolate cake, making you can't have both those emotions at the same time. You either hate someone or you love someone. How can you how could you how can you have both on the same person? which name Him Emma Alcan says It's fine, it's very easy. It's almost like, and I was. this is an example that I was thinking of, but let's say for example, a person walks into a room and they have a hat that smells very much. You don't hate them, you hate the smell of the hat that's very disgusting. So you're able to love them and enjoy their company and, and treasure them, and yet their hat is despicable to you because it absolutely smells. The altar says you hate the action of that person, the evil inside that person, the way they're And it's a really, really rare, rare situation where they're a really great Torah scholar, they're really great in the midst of the same level of you and you've warned them and they've ignored you. You need to hate you, don't hate them. You hate the evil inside of them that's in this very rare scenario. But you still need to have you still have the midst of August. But is by him. I'm a And at the same time, you have the midst of love, You have to love because the main thing is the soul and the the secondary thing is the body, and therefore you love them because of their godly soul, the peace of God inside of them. And in addition, in addition to that, there's a new piece of the puzzle. That's what it says. You're able to have compassion. Sometimes a person can't find love towards someone else. They try so hard and they can't find love. Now I was using an example here, but I think this can be extended to so many situations where a person struggles to find love towards someone. They they try to find love and they just can't get through it. it they can't find in their heart any way to like it if they don't respect the person, they don't like the person, the person is despicable to them. So now, but you have a miss of you have a miss of loving a fellow Jew. So what do you do now? You're at an impasse. You don't like the guy, and you're told by God you must like him. And you try to implement the Tanya of you, you know, the, the soul's the main part of the body, but you're struggling. So what do you do now? The author is giving an example in a scenario, a different scenario, but this could as I understand it, could very easily be leveraged to a regular scenario of a person who struggles to love a fellow Jew arousing mercy in your heart for that person is the easiest way to come to love someone that you don't respect or love someone that you don't appreciate or love someone that you can't find kindness towards think about what this person's going through this person has an incredible horrible situation his body has put his godly soul into a deep state of exile this person has a godly soul. He has a soul that's fiery, connected to God, a little piece of God inside of him. And his animalistic soul, by way of its behavior, has managed to throw his godly soul into a very deep dungeon of exile. That's such a pitiful state. So when you see someone doing despicable acts, you can say, well, what a dreadful person. You can say, wait a second. That's a dreadful body that's doing dreadful things not to me. Way worse than to himself, to the godly spark that's inside of him and that's just so tragic and that's so sad and the more you think about how terribly sad that person's behavior does not affect any one thing up, but affecting himself you just have to feel a deep pity for the person that person's experiencing such a deep exile within himself and this pity compassion could entirely get rid of a hatred you hate someone so much and you start to think about what a dreadful experience this person must be experiencing and it just inspires love towards the person. You forget about how much I hate the guy. The guy is experiencing anything worse than I could possibly ha- have towards any form of hate towards him. He's in a deep state of exile. Kenoyed a and Navi wrote like this. He's written in El base Yaakov, to the house of Yaakov, Avram, which redeemed, Yaakov, which Now, it seems from the possibility in Yeshaya, a simple way of learning, is that Hashem is saying about Redeeming Yaakov, it, the pasuk doesn't make it sound like the way the Alter Rebbe is translated. but Alter says no. There's a there's a way of learning the pasuk that's different. That this is what Hashem says to the house of Yaakov and the house of Yaakov, which was the that's from not part of it, well, that was re, that that redeemed Avram. Yaakov is the one that redeems Avram. What does that mean? Yaakov redeems Avram. It means that Yaakov the the attribute of Rahman, the attribute of mercy, is what is enables a person to reach Yaakov, Avraham, which is the attribute of, of kindness. Sometimes a person can't find kindness towards someone else. It's in simple English. Sometimes a person can't find kindness towards someone else. What do they need to do? They need to arouse pity towards that person. If they can arouse compassion and pity towards that person, they could find an incredible resource of raw material of kindness towards them. Let's read the name. Yaakov redeems Avram. Yaakov has the ability. Yaakov's element of Yaakov's sphere of Rachmanos of mercy is able to arouse a kindness towards a person. Now, in brackets, in the original notes, in the original Tanya, part of the brackets, and this is just a footnote. There is a particular scenario where a person should actually hate someone. Dovid himself talked about this in De'alim. De'alim said, I hate them with a hatred of hatreds. There's a very specific tiny fringe group of, of People called Miniman Apikois. They're not just people that deny God. It's a whole nother level. People that know better, entirely go against God. They we're talking about the greatest scholars, very unique people in history, maybe 10, 20 unique individuals in history that are extremely um, knowledgeable, extreme talmudic, extremely um, greatest rabbis in history who have gone against Judaism. Very, very rare um, substrata of, of, of history. Those particular people, David actually said he hate those people. That that's a whole nother category, and those people, and not the not the discussion of chapter thirty-two. But the point is that that doesn't exist. You don't have freedom Nowadays, forget about. Of course, that doesn't exist. In the Gemara, we talked about these particular very very rare um, um, Jews that don't don't exist nowadays, and not they, they barely exist throughout history. But other than that. The Alter is telling us that by a person making the soul the main thing and the body the secondary, they can come to this deep love of a fellow Jew. Thank you so much for joining the time. thank you and and Come and and